Hello and welcome, everyone, once again. We're back on a hot summer day in July, the 10th, in fact, 2023, to talk sports with you on the weekly Walnut Sports Network podcast. Make sure to go to walnutsportsnetwork.com and check us out. But right now, listen to us. Talk sports with us. I'm Jason. This is Polly. How's it going, guys? And this is Ben. How's it going, everybody? And we've got some sports to talk with you. Have some stuff that just went down. Have some stuff that went down a little bit ago. Have some stuff that's going to go down. So, Polly, take us away. What's going on? All right. So, we had the breaking news about an hour and a half ago that uh, Pat, Patrick Fitzgerald, the coach of Northwestern, was dismissed from the team for uh there was there's allegations against the football team of uh some severe hazing and i guess ben do you want to get us started here because you got a little more knowledge about the situation than we do yeah sure uh yeah you said about an hour and a half ago this has been going on for about two weeks the whole story technically um but yeah an hour and a half ago uh, Coach Fitzgerald was fired due to the hazing. Um, so basically, kind of what happened was he was, uh, sounds like on Friday, he was suspended for two weeks without pay because uh, obviously the university wanted to uh, follow, conclude actually what happened there in investigations because uh, it was made by an anonymous whistleblower. Um, and then basically what happened is based, someone from the team who used to be previously on the team associated with Northwestern Wildcats football came out and said that um, the coach was aware of this because Pat Fitzgerald said he had no idea this was happening. This ex, uh, I don't know if it was a actual player or someone who actually worked there, but said that it, they actually had a, a board, you know, in the main room of, certain people are going to be getting hazed and what their hazing was going to be and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so very, obviously there's proof now that coach didn't know that was happening in his locker room. Um, so that's why the university, university went, made a decision to, to fire him. Um, and this is like over the last like 72 hours went from suspended to firing. So obviously a lot of things have come up since then. Um, which is crazy because he's been there for 26 years, you know, either as a player or as a coach um, in some capacity. So um, really crazy that it went down this way. Um, not that Northwestern's a big program or a big, one of the big 10 powerhouses, but you know, it's a, it's a big 10 school in Chicago. So um, just kind of interesting that this happened, you know, uh, in the big 10 and then just kind of, so quickly as well that everything went turn around at let's investigate to kind of see you later. So, um, and I feel like, you know, there's probably hazing and unfortunately every program, but how is it, you know, who knows how it's done, but I just think of when it comes as blatant and obviously it sounds like people are getting injured physically and mentally because of it, you know, you just can't have it. So, um, it's, it's good that this, uh, that they found this out and, you know, are trying to fix this by getting rid of him, but is that going to fix this the problem overall? Probably not. But um, what do you guys think? Any any input on this? Paul I guess or I guess two things that come to 
my mind is a yeah he had the tenure he was a he was a great coach northwestern is not a football school so saying goodbye to your head coach is not going to hurt that school necessarily it might hurt the football program but their football program again it's northwestern football they're known as a journalist school my second thought is there's maybe what a handful of programs in the country that if this allegation came up, you could sweep it under the rug. It would be here one day, then gone the next. You think of Alabama, you think of Georgia, you think of Ohio State, you think of USC maybe. There's very few schools that football is king enough where this would not affect a the player well i'm not saying it's not affected the players but that the ad is not gonna say hey you can't do this like if this i i guess throwing it to back to you if this allegation came against saban what would happen well i think this day and age is that I understand. Like, maybe I think what you're talking about, Paulie, at least in my aspect, is maybe before the social media age, those programs yes. could keep that going. Because yes. right now, it doesn't matter who you are. If you got video of it, or if you're a big name kid or star, or your dad was, you know, your John Elway's kid, we'll say, you know, something like that. And something like this happens there, and, and that gets wind, it's over with forever. So, yeah, back in the day, yeah, it would probably have been a, a pushed, you know, kind of under the thing. But this day and age, there's just too much. Uh, of everything going on that, you know, can come out and prove everybody wrong. And unfortunately it sounds like for Pat that <laughs> he said it didn't, he didn't know. And then was proven wrong because of, you know, everything, technology, word of mouth, you know, everything. So it's just like, yeah, I could, uh, back in the day, yeah, that could have happened, but I don't, I just don't think it can happen anymore. Jason, anything? Yeah, it's, I mean, you guys, no, I'm other than this is just another one of those things where he's just getting punished for getting caught. Like, it's not like anybody, I mean, he's been there for 25 years. Did this this kind of thing just start? It seems pretty unlikely. So he's just getting punished for getting caught. It's a D1 school. It's a private school. They'll handle it the way they do, and they just fire their guy and hire a new guy and build up their middling college football program once again. It... <sighs> so, yeah, that's that's what I would have to add. Yeah. Well, he already he's they said he's already be interviewing for NFL jobs. So oh, yeah, of course. Has, there's yeah. no penalty. There's no penalty. Whatsoever. Yeah, he's being quote punished. Yeah, by getting away with, from with children and NFL. being, yeah, and going to the yep, going to the professionals now. Mm-hmm. Yep, whatever. So yes, nothing really ever changes. Or, sorry, it does change. It's just no one's ever punished for it. Yeah. Seems like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess I don't. We don't really want to get too much into this because it just no. happened and it 
it is a sensitive story so well i guess we'll leave it at that for now um, yeah go out and read about it more it's all you know it's all over the place yeah. you can research more on your own all right but we are going to turn now to uh uh london where the wimbledon championship is going on right now we are pretty much into the quarterfinals at this point on the men's side i believe the women's are right at the quarterfinals too if i'm correct i think you're right yeah i think they're both now yeah i think you're right let me see i think so yeah but, I was going to ask you guys one question in as of Wimbledon about Wimbledon before we get into it, but yeah, why? Like, so I was watching some of them earlier this week, and like there were so many matches suspended by because of daylight, and like this day and age, it's just weird for me that they still have that because like some of these matches were done, like there was literally like one more, like one more point to go and it's over with, and like nope, suspended to light, and I'm just like this is so weird, like. <laughs> Why are they doing this? Because one, if I was that guy, I'd be like, "End the madness! I don't want to come back here tomorrow <laughs> and I already know that I'm going to lose." For, for one, from, just kill me now. And two, for, what if it changes the next day? The momentum, like, I just feel like it's really weird, like psychological, sports wise. It, you know it mean? has like, happened before, and I, I think yeah. to your to your answer, I believe, from what I understand, it's not Wimbledon. It's the city of London has a very, very strict curfew shut off. Mm. Okay, that would make sense then. Because I'm just like, you know, I've watched all these matches, like, and this one was suspended by daylight. And this one was too. And then they, like, interview the people. I'm like, why are you interviewing them? They're, <laughs> they're not done. Like, And again, the next day, thinking, like, what if this guy just, you know, just turns it around? Like, it's just, you know, because he had the day off to think about it. It was just really weird. But that makes sense. Then. That makes sense. So I've, I've actually been reading uh, the... I just picked up, uh, it's called Strokes, Strokes of Genius. It's about the Federer-Nadal 2008 legendary matchup where Nadal finally break through, broke through. They put in, they, or they were building the retractable roof on center court at that time, and it was completed the year after that match. And if it would have gone any farther, they would have had to spend that match. And I believe why they put in the roof was to get around London's strict curfew. From what I understand, that's how yeah. that happened. Because you never have one of those main matches would never ever do that. It, it would continuation. Yeah, because of the roof. That makes no, that makes full circle. That makes sense. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Those are all played outdoors and they're first round matches most or second most first or second round matches so yeah yeah they're not going to be on the main court yeah okay so getting into the actual draw uh carlos alcaraz the number one seed is playing the uh six seed rogel or rogier Hune, the Daniel Med Medvedev is playing the Christopher Eubanks, who I believe is from the U.S. Yeah, he's from the U.S. Uh, he yep. upset 
Tsitsipas, uh, the fifth rank guy. Yes. Yep. 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 I I can never seem to get these guys' names right. I apologize if, to Tsitsipas. Yeah. I, I know. They're tough. I, They're I know tough. he's listening when he's not on court. Yeah. You know. So I. I yeah. Sorry, buddy. All of them are. <laughs> yeah. You guys gotta call in and we gotta yeah. talk to you more so we can say hear your hear you say your last name. Yeah. We'll never forget exactly. it. So next time yep. we'll call in. Yep. We'll make sure we get that I... in before uh before the uh Aussie open. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Yann- Yannick Sinner is playing Roman Safulanan. Safulin. Safulin. Yeah. And Andre Rubilov is playing uh, the champion Djokovic. And it looks like Alcaraz and Djokovic is, are on the opposite side of the draw, outside, mm-hmm. or unlike the French yep, Open. So correct. they're setting up for, for a, a final. championship match. Yeah, they were the one and two. I think uh, Yeah, uh, I forget one of them wasn't. Jo- Djokovic was three, I yeah. think, for the French. Yeah. yeah, so he ended up in different, you know, getting in there. Anyway. So that's your setup for the quarterfinals. Uh, I mean, Medvedev, if he gets through, is going to be tough against Alcaraz. Medvedev, Medvedev always plays strong. Uh, I can't really see Djokovic being upset. I Oh, he! It looks like he did drop a set uh, in his last match. That was his first set he dropped. But it's looking like another uh, showdown between the young guy and the old guard in the finals for the men's side this year. Uh, any thoughts on that or any of the other quarterfinals matches, guys? Quick. Uh, not really. I mean, it's all been fairly chalk, uh, other than Tsitsipas and Casper uh, Ruud uh, losing in the second round there. Yeah, Casper uh, Ca- Ruud was kind of a shock, I thought. Yeah, it just he happened. Play- he had been playing well. Yeah, and it happened early enough where the whole side of that bracket is just all messed up now. So it kind of opened the door for pretty much anybody to, you know, anybody's game after that, so to speak. And Roman Safulin is the one who got in. He's going to play, like you said, Yannick Sinner. Yep. All right. So we have that. And then on the women's side, we actually, the, the top seeds have been pretty strong this year hasn't been a whole lot of big upsets that you usually see in the uh the first couple rounds of the women's tournament yeah top four are all still in uh and and the number six there's only you know two of the uh two of the eight remaining players are unranked so that's yeah, everything's going as pretty much as planned over there. Which which again doesn't necessarily happen all the time in the the women's tournament. So mm-hmm. 
No, uh, number five, Garcia, she lost in the third round a couple rounds ago to the number 32 player, you know. So it's not like she lost to somebody who's unranked. But then Buskova lost to an unranked <laughs> uh, player from the yeah. same country from, uh, I don't know what flag this is. Sorry, I don't know what flag this is, but her fellow countryman, countrywoman. In, yeah. So yeah, not a whole lot of not a whole lot of intrigue there. I guess the men's has kind of gone the same, but that men's is a little less surprising. It usually goes that way. Yeah, we're, we're used to that. I guess maybe not as much recently with the uh, retiring of Roger Federer and the Nadal not being available so much, and now he's retiring. So maybe we'll see a little more. But if this tournament has anything, is any indication, maybe we won't. Yeah, he said he he's going to try to play the French next year, I think he said. And then he's done after that from what he said. But again, that can change. So, yeah. And uh, also of note, just uh, throwing this out there in the women's bracket, two Americans still in there. Uh, Madison oh, Keys, yes. one uh, of them, yeah. Madison oh, yeah, Keys, right. and then, yep. And Jessica Pegula, Pegula. Uh, sorry, Jess. Yeah, you're gonna get a pissed off text later, Jason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, there goes my phone. Sorry, <laughs> Jess. Podcast over, guys. <laughs> All right, so yeah, that's uh, the quarterfinal of the French kind of set up for you guys. Uh, most of the big names are still in it. And the second week is always, I mean, there, there's some, there's always good matches in the first week, but the second week you usually get the cream of the crop rising and mm-hmm. that's where the, you get some really good tennis. So, so we shall see the uh, women's is Saturday, the final, and the men's is Sunday. And again, this is, it's not like the Australians, so you should be able to see it pretty much in prime time. I yeah, well, finals this in 9 o'clock a.m. Yeah, I fun. mean. You know, that's that ain't no prime time, but it's not like you got to, like the Australian Open where you got to be up at like 3 in the morning to watch it. Exactly. So that's nice. Exactly. All right. Uh, before we move on, anything else to say there, guys? I think we pretty much said everything, so. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Now that I don't want to deceive the people, I'm not sure if this I'm looking at is 9 a.m. Oh, no, 9 a.m. Eastern. So, yeah, it's prime time over there. Over there, it's like in the afternoon. Here, it's like 8 a.m. where we are in Central America. I mean, it's it's still Central United States. You can I mean, you can wake up if you want, set an alarm, whatever, wake up for this second set starting and it's still doable. So, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Absolutely. All right. Um, we are going to throw you guys a little bit of a curveball here. We are actually going to save our big show for something other than basketball or football, yeah. like we usually do. Um, so, let's uh, 
get into some basketball news. We we covered the draft for you guys, but we haven't covered much of the free agency. Um, not a whole lot of changes. I mean, some big contracts going to players, but for the most part, they've stayed with their same teams. Uh, the one exception would be uh, Fred Van Bleet uh getting a big payday to go down to Houston to mentor those young guys, which, and then uh, Dylan Brooks also going to Houston, which I, I really like that move for Houston, bringing them in those two veterans to mentor that really young team. They have both big character guys and are going to fit into that locker room. I like what Houston did in the in free agency. Uh, you guys want to touch on that or go anywhere else you guys want to go there? Well, I'll touch on Houston. I mean, I feel like they wanted James Harden and Brooke Lopez, and they got Fred Van Fleet and um, Dylan Brooks. So, <laughs> to me, it wasn't the greatest free agency for them because they know they had their hearts set on those two big names. And I literally thought they had a good chance of getting Harden, and maybe still, you never know. But um, – I mean, Dylan Brooks, we'll see. Will he be a help or will he be a cancer? You know, like, I don't know. It's the only thing. Like, he is uh, – right now he's more of a liability than anything. So, I hope he kind of turns his way around there. And Frank Van Fleet, congrats to him, man. Biggest contract ever of for someone who's never been drafted in the NBA draft. So Is that real? Um, okay. Yes. Yep. He was the, That was the largest um, contract for someone non-drafted. So, yeah. Kudos to him. Got paid. He has some work cut out from Houston, but yes, those young guys maybe could uh, rally around and uh, he can help them become better pros. Uh, We'll see. Um, Yeah. Kind of like you said though, too, you know, everyone kind of stayed where they, where they were. So um, not much. I was kind of hoping by the time we got here, uh, we'd have some maybe more Dame information, but uh, I just saw a report that the GM said, if it takes months, it takes months. So we're going to be sitting around for a while. I, I will say, I will say though, again, a surprising thing that the Celtics, who were very close to winning, going to the finals again or getting close to it, has now shipped away Grant Williams. Not well, which I thought was very, very, very odd to the Mavericks, um, because again, I thought he would fit perfectly with the Celtics. Uh, you know, his role, shooting threes, defense. You know, coming off the bench, like I thought he was perfect in that role, and it's, I just feel it's weird that they got rid of him now and Smart. You know, um, so I really don't know what they're doing in Boston, honestly. Uh, they're just been the, more of a surprise on what are you doing kind of thing than you're not the, not what are you doing? You're getting someone good. You're getting rid of people, and I don't know what you're getting really in return. So when I saw that, I, it shocked me too. When I saw that, my first thought was are they setting up for something like a big move, but there's not a big guy out there that's on the market. They want James Harden. <laughs> that's really all they can do a sign and trade maybe with him now, but they're not, but they don't either place does not want each other. So it's like, I don't, I have no idea what they're doing unless they think they can position for Dame for some reason. But I, I, I just, it's been shocking to see what they're doing. They're going backwards in my mind, if anything, I, I agree. I I don't understand what they're doing whatsoever. I I mean, 
Unless... I mean, maybe making room for Jalen Brown still, too. They must do that as well, but I don't know. It is very, very, very weird. I mean, they, okay, that that's one, one aspect is getting the money so you can pay Brown. The other one is, do you, are they thinking they have a chance of shipping Brown out to Portland for Dame and pieces? I... I don't think that's feasible, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. This, that's just going to be an interesting thing to watch. Is there some plan, or is there no plan whatsoever? <laughs> like, I don't know. I have no idea. It's very, very weird. Uh, yeah. Well, all right. I, oh, if I could, Jason, just I'll on this whole Jason. Celtics thing, like, of course, I, hmm, like Smart and Williams, Marcus Smart and Grant Williams weren't terribly expensive. But twelve million for Grant Williams, sixteen million for Marcus Smart. Man, those guys aren't that good. Like I get, like Grant Williams. I just I don't know. Marcus you Smart? can replace Grant Williams. They can replace Grant Williams with somebody cheaper, definitely. Marcus Smart. I get like the whole he's the Boston Celtic guy, but like, really. I, I, Defensive player year last year, my friend. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, that's a big. That's sixteen million worth right there in my mind a year. How many? Uh, the best how many championships has he year. won when he's got Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown on his team? Like, I don't think he's that good. Just to be quite frank with you, like he's a very well-rounded well, basket that, player. He's not that good, but he can. He does everything well. I think that what he needs to do, and I think he's just that voice of the team. So he lost the voice, as I think as well. Uh, overall, I mean, not just not just a, a defensive player and say the long-term guy who kind of brought that team together in the locker room. That's I'm just going off to all the reports I've heard is that's what he was. That he was that guy. It's just gonna be hard to replace him and. That Grant Williams was kind of that younger Marcus Smart. He was that little grinder defensive player, can put up some points when needed. And now that he's gone, that's what I'm saying. You're just you're making that void bigger and bigger. You like wh- what's going on? I just don't know. Which I understand what you're saying though too. Money is always a, a key. Is that money worth it? Maybe not. But what's going to replace it? I don't. I don't think there's anything to replace it. And I just it's just very weird. That's all I'm saying. But yeah, sorry, Jason. No, keep going. No, that's fine. I just. I think that the I mean yes the whole voice of the team thing kind of sucks. I get that. You know, but you've got Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Marcus Smart might be like your voice but he's not anywhere near your best player. He should be he should have been the sixth guy, maybe seventh guy on that team, but like come playoffs he's a starter. And it just he's you can replace the skill set of Marcus Smart and Grant Williams pretty easily on the free agent market. You can do that. Do maybe Marcus Smart's more valuable to the Celtics than the average role player guy. Yeah, probably, but maybe like you, you know, maybe they're trying to free up money because, you know, he's not getting any cheaper. He costs, 16 million last year. He's 18 million this year. That's a lot of money. And you just got Porzingis. You're trying to like lean into that whole Robert Williams game with the pick and rolls and the big man, you know, lanky dude playing the top of the key and stuff like that. So 
I think they're just trying to make something work better around their stars. And like I said before, like the whole Marcus Smart Grant Williams experiment was cool, but it didn't really, it got them to the, <laughs> to the finals once. And it just, it just didn't pan out. It's not working. So I, I get the whole blow it up thing. Just like you not, if you want to keep Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, like they had to get new pieces around them if they weren't going to decide between one or the other. So See, this is J- them Jason, doing that. We don't know if Jason, I don't know if Tatum or Brown is going to be there yet too, which is well, weird, they, like, they want, I'm sure different. they're trying to keep him at this point. See, yeah. See, but Jason, to your point there, the thing that I don't really understand is you've had five years now with Brown and Tatum as your core. And yeah, you made the finals. Are you, when you're paying them $600 million combined, mm-hmm. what kind of team are you really going to put around them? That's what That's- I'm saying though. Like, these guys aren't terribly expensive, but they're not cheap for what they're for the skill set. They have they can replace these guys for half the money and free up twenty million dollars to sign somebody else, you know. I guess to to me, I just I I don't know if you're gonna win a title with Brown and Tatum as your two best guys. Yeah, that's a different conversation. I always, though. I always, yeah, I, I always <laughs> thought, I always thought they would win with those two guys. Those two guys are not, you know, like that. That team needs a third big, big that needs a big three, no matter what. That team, those two are not going to win anything. Whoever they surround them with, yeah. you know, like. And is it Marcus guess, Smart? It's better than them. It's not Marcus Smart. He's not your number three. It's not definitely not Grant Williams. Could it be Porzingis? Maybe oh, I forgot that they brought in Yeah, I don't think he's gonna. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. And then they put the right guys around him, and Smart and Williams are not those two guys. I like Robert Williams. Yeah. I like them well, hanging on but, to but him. Porzingis is all, but Porzingis is all about scoring. He's not about defense whatsoever. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, yeah, you can bring in more points if you're gonna try to outscore everybody, but you still gotta have some. Got to have that guy. So maybe they'll find that guy. Dylan Brooks would have been like a guy like that, I guess. It fit perfectly sure. in Boston because they, he hates everybody and Boston hates everybody. PJ so Tucker. That would have been perfect. Exactly. Another scrapper. Yep. Then Bring you can get in. that guy for a few mil. Like, that's exactly what I'm saying. No, I don't think you're going to. I think PJ got paid $13 million last year. So he's still getting his Whoa, money. Oh, no kidding. I think he got paid. I'm not 100 percent sure on the actual. I don't amount, know if but it I was think... quite 13 million, but I think it was around 10, if anything. Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking of the year before when he was on the, well, which he switches teams every year. Oh God yeah, damn. he did make 10 million last year. Ten and a half. He's making yeah, 11 thinking, million this year. About before. Still, that's yeah. cheaper still than either one of those two other guys, and yeah. Marcus Smart by quite a bit. Marcus Smart was 18 million this year. Yeah. All right, so we'll see. I've I've got a question for you guys, but I wanted to get your thoughts about uh, the Bucks keeping the band together, uh, re-signing Middleton and Lopez to extensions. Uh, they brought in and Robin Lopez. Don't forget about yeah. the they brought in the brother Robin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, brothers is back, so they'll never know which one's out there. Yeah. <laughs> they their heads. Did they really? <laughs> 
Or does Robin no. still have his cool, cool little? Uh... No, he's still he's still got his hair. Yeah. yeah. No, no. It'd be and funny then... though one day if they just came out like, <laughs> uh, what? Uh, They're they both wearing the few... same jersey. You just don't know which <laughs> one's which. Good luck. <laughs> uh, they brought in a few other uh, low key pieces. Uh, Malik Beasley is now a buck. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. for the money like... they had to spend. Yeah, I like that move. Uh, what do you guys think about the Bucks keeping the band together for another couple seasons? I I personally like it. I didn't think there was another there was a way that you could go otherwise. I mean, yeah, you're spending the money, but dude, it's a yeah. championship team. Why would yeah, yeah if, they won. if they still can win? If you still think they got it, there's no reason to break it up. The only thing that concerns me is Chris Middleton. Because mm. of the injuries. Well, That's he's the it, reason really. they won and also the reason they don't win. Like, Well, he didn't play last year the whole regular season and they had the best record. So no, they I mean win. in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, was he the deciding fact? I don't know. I mean, there's something to do with that. Yeah, but yeah, he just needs to be healthy because if he's not healthy, then mm-hmm. this is never, ever, ever going to work. Yep. And he is like the, the only like, you know, piece that i was just like like honestly for a second i'm like do i want him back that's what i thought because again i just i just don't know even his game last year at the end where he was you know somewhat supposedly close to 100 percent, he just didn't look like he could play basketball so i'm hoping conditioning and you know a whole year under his belt plus again people keep saying like i can't believe you know they lost and stuff you got to remember like Drew, Chris, and Giannis all played the Olympics last summer, too. They basically did not stop playing basketball. You know, like, people are getting tired and mm-hmm. all this shit, too. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, there's not going to be that this year as well because it sounds like Giannis is not playing the World Cup. So, because um, he has some, he had just something going on. Uh, so, yeah, if, they, if Chris stays healthy, they have a legit shot to win it all again. Well, that, that was the case you know, when they won the championship too. Like that one year that they won it, he was actually healthy the whole time. Oh, imagine mm-hmm. that. And he actually like, dude, I remember we, Dylan and I watched the year before that. And it was like, where's hell, where the hell's Chris Middleton? And it was like, oh, nope, they lost second round or whatever because they can't pull it off because Chris Middleton's nowhere. Or I, maybe it was the, I don't remember exactly. But as soon as you, oh, there he is, scoring 30 points. Hey, and the Bucks win. Look at that. It just was so, they were so dependent. They, like, when Giannis was playing well, it's not that they couldn't play, win games without him, but, like, if he was playing well and he was there, they were winning that game. Like, there's no question. Yeah. And so, does it have to be Chris Middleton? Yeah, you know, maybe not. No. But it could be Jalen Brown or you know or whoever they could potentially bring in yeah. theoretically. But no, why why get somebody else when this guy has proven it works before? You just gotta make sure you take care of your knees and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, and again, with the early exit and not playing summer basketball, hopefully all three of those guys, I mean Lopez too, he's getting up there in age. Hopefully they can rest and recuperate and just get in shape for the season. And I mean, I don't, I don't know, watch their minutes. I know that's a 
minute watching is kind of a rough thing around the NBA, but it happens. They just call it, ha- it an it injury, happens. and it's there's. No I have a ever. knee contusion. You know, like yep, you have a bruise on your knee. You better sit out two games. <laughs> yeah, you know they got to play this game, unfortunately. But yeah, they're gonna have to next year, or else yeah, they're just too old. Okay, so uh, yeah, again, like we said, there's. There was a lot of big deals thrown around, uh, some big money. Uh, Sabonis, uh, the Kings kept him at huge money. Uh, Desmond Bain, Tyrese Halliburton gets an extension with the Pacers. Yeah, huge. Five for 260 mm-hmm. could be worth. <laughs> yeah. Seems a little steep for me. Little, like, Way too like much. I haven't seen enough out of Halliburton to really pay him that kind of cash, but. We paid like played half a season. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> last year, I mean, he did lead the league in assists when he was playing at the time. But yeah, it's like, that's, well, do you that, even to pay me, it's like, point you show me one more much? year of that? You don't pay point you know, guards that much money. You don't pay point don't guards know. that I much think, money. You just don't. They I don't just have. Don't, I don't. LeBron know, James, a point guard. You pay him that much money. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? Am I wrong? No. <laughs> I mean, if you look under his, he's ever he's got every, every <laughs> position under his thing, so yeah. it doesn't matter. He trumps all no, but I, I know what you're saying. I yeah. understand. But well, again, I would say like give me one good healthy year and show me you can do that again, type of thing, and then maybe we'll discuss that. But that just seems like too much for not enough sample. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Or we got a but sample again, size. The, these guys are billionaires. It's not our money, so. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, Bruce Brown, he got paid too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the Pacers, four, two years, forty-five million, I think he got. Uh, Dr- Draymond four for a hundred with the Warriors. Yeah. That was. Yep. Nobody else. Is I mean, it, sign him. No. <laughs> he had one place to go. He had two places to go: Warriors or home. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Or a podcast, maybe. Yeah, that's what he would do. Obviously, he would just. Well, yeah. I did, so I, I saw. I saw. Uh, stat on ESPN the other day. Uh I don't even remember who was second or third, but the four three of the four longest tenured players on one team are on the Warriors. Curry, Draymond, and Thompson. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Well they won multiple championships, so and they've been together for like a decade now, haven't they? <laughs> Almost, yeah. I feel like. Literally a decade, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, see if it works out for the Warriors there. They, I mean, they, they, they had to do it. They had to keep the band together. So, uh, and until, until Curry leaves, I mean, it's, it's that team. So. It is what it is. Um, one thing I wanted to bring up to you guys. So we had, uh, we've got the two big free agents out there yet. Uh, we don't know what's happening with James Harden, and we don't know what's happening with uh, Dame Lillard. This thought occurred to me the other day, and I, I'm sure it's not an original thought. It occurred to me after Popovich resigned. Uh, Five years, $80 million to stay the coach of the Spurs. Incredible money for a coach. I mean, he's more than a coach. 
he's probably going to move into the G into a more of a GM role at some point during that contract. But a thought occurred to me. Oh, sorry. If you guys wanted to speak on that. I was just going to say he's going to win one with Vic. Yeah. And then go up to the office. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like get one of those under belt with the mask and then just write out, write it out. Cause yeah, that makes sense. What he did. So, uh, Building on that point, a thought occurred to me. If you're Dame Lillard, why are you not wanting to go to the Spurs to play with Victor and be coached by Pop? Can you give me one good reason why his agent isn't on the phone with the Spurs right now? Why is he so desperate to go to Miami? Because it's San Antonio or it's Miami. I, I think it's he doesn't just want the destination. Wait. He's He's good friends with Butler. There's a lot of things that want him to go that way. I know, Pat Riley. There's other. There's a. There's a great Popovich type of character, like Pop, like even bigger character named Pat Riley in mm. Miami. And I guarantee that's another huge reason why he wants to go. And there. I, I get, I get that, but. I mean, and you're playing. You're not playing. You're going there. You're playing with somebody on paper who's supposed to be the biggest thing of all time. That doesn't mean that he's, he hasn't proven anything yet, too. So again, you're taking a risk, I think, as well in Dame's mind, like. Yeah, you go there. How many years do you want him to wait, right? I don't know. Like, yeah, I just don't know. Like, if it's a win now, I don't think it's a, that's a win now situation for him yet, honestly. I don't know. Um, he should go there, honestly. It should be at least one of the places to look at. But, I mean, I don't know if you've seen the reports, but it's it's Miami or bust. So it's everyone can keep bus. bringing up places. Uh, he's not going to go there, you know. But, yeah, he, you know, Hall of Fame, like, you know, god of a coach. And then – you know the 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 mecca of all players coming to your team that's supposed to be the next greatest thing yeah why not take a look at it but yeah he's not better than i unfortunately i i i don't know i that i i just thought that and it just made total sense in my mind the the miami thing i understand they've got riley they've got butler they just but, were in the finals without, you know without him as well yeah Man. Bringing him in, yeah, I get it. It's gonna but... suck if he goes to Miami. <laughs> it really is, you know, just because Miami's so tough to begin with. It's gonna be wow, yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens. Fuck. But see, that that's the thing you had brought up. Portland waiting on yeah. this trade. It sounds like they really want no part of Tyler Hero. Which is yes, the, I've heard that multiple times. Which yeah. is the big part of this trade. So they're gonna well, have that's to why they're gonna bring a third team. team. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Find someone who wants them, and then that's that's how it happens. So yeah, it could take forever. That season could start and we could still be doing like talking about this. So <laughs> you know, it could be down to like where a team finally is desperate enough where they're just, you know, they give everything away or they give nothing, or like, you know, give everything away for Dame or whatever. So well, yeah, it's gonna be gonna be nuts yeah all right uh anything we gotta add to the basketball offseason not as crazy as we usually see but some moves still out there and for could, sure uh could get i think we were spoiled last year that's what happened absolutely we just thought this year's gonna be the same and just like it could be yeah. you know it yeah. just couldn't be yeah all right <clears throat> So 
we'll uh, put basketball aside. Uh, I'm sure we'll have discussion about it. Seasons. I mean, it's October. It's really three months away. Not as long as you would think, especially when we're enjoying this scorching hot summer that we're in right now. So, uh, Jason, you want to bring the big big show to us, please? That would be the Major League Baseball midseason review on Walnut Sports Network. That would be the one. All right. Uh, We had a fascinating series between the first place Reds and the second place Brewers. Brewers taking two out of three right before the all-star break. And then I also saw that they have a series coming right out of the break. I just noticed. Yeah. In Cincinnati. Yep. Um, that's a, that's a big one. Brewers take it again, two out of three, get to one within one, one within Cincinnati. Uh, Ben, I'm going to get you to, uh, your thoughts on the first half of the Brewer season. I'm sure it's going to be the same as, it has been all year, unfortunately, <laughs> but uh, I want to well, talk about uh, I want to talk about Ellie uh, Dela Cruz for a second and what he did in Saturday's game. Yeah, it was in three pitches. It was pretty phenomenal. I mean, actually, I don't think the third. I think that there wasn't even a third pitch when he there wasn't even a third home. pitch. He was he was going. He uh, went from second to third. He was going home, no matter what. Yeah. He did yeah, he not was. even stop around third. No. No, he, he was literally just bobbing around third and home waiting, and then he just took off because he's 6'5. So, like, it takes him like four strides to get there. So, but yeah, stole, third, stole second, third, and home in less than three pitches. <laughs> Which I mean, is, yeah. Well, he's the future. He's, Will, he is Willie one of the Mays, future. So. Willie Mays Hayes in Major League did that. I can't yes. ever remember seeing that ever before, though. Besides, as the fictional Cleveland Cleveland Indians, uh, yes. <laughs> that's the only time you remember it. That's, I mean, it's gotta happen before, but yeah, I mean, like in the last forty-three years I've been alive, yeah, I don't remember seeing anything that insane. I mean, he's basically transformed them Cincinnati Reds into a a winning franchise again, like. It's, I mean, since he's been on the team, I think they're like 26 and seven or something like that. It's out of control. I, I, so I think, I think uh, it was Saturday. Or 21 and seven, 20, I think. Yeah. 20, yeah something like that. Uh, 22 and six or something like that. Yeah. Saturday, so 23 so. and, yeah, 22 and seven they are. So since he's been brought up. So yeah, unbelievable. Uh, and everything he's been doing. Uh, he hit for the cycle already. Is it? <laughs> You know, he's already hit for the cycle for Christ's sake in twenty what nine games. That's nuts. That's nuts. So yeah, he uh, again. He'll be a he'll be someone we're gonna be talking about a long time if he stays healthy for sure. Um. Yeah, I just wanted to bring that up just at the start because again, I I saw the replay of that. I heard about it and I was like, how did this happen? And then. Just the to me the most remarkable part was he was from second he was going home, there was no, there was no nothing that was gonna stop it from him trying to steal home. Yeah, nuts. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, 
quickly on the Brewers, any new thoughts? I mean, still an average offense. Well, I feel like uh, in the last week they have scored the most runs out of any team in the major leagues. So there is that there. I mean, the last week they have the best offense right now runs scored. Um, So that's pretty great to see. Um, I mean, Corbin Burns and Devin Williams will be in our our star game tomorrow. So we did have two. Um, I'm going to preach for this, a snub on the Brewers and it's Christian Yelich. He should have been named an all-star this year at least um, an alternative i agree and i mean not a starter and yeah i don't yeah not anything like that but for sure i mean he is equal he's in the top 10 of every outfielder in pretty much every category um he's batting 284 11 home runs 46 rbis uh, ops at 834 i mean that is across the board pretty much what everybody in the all-star game has or less Slightly less. So, yeah, I thought it was kind of weird that he didn't get at least an alternative uh, bid here at the end uh, to be in there. But, uh, yeah, pretty much the same with the Brewers. Besides, like I said, at least they're, they're scoring some runs. So that's 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 great. That's what we need. we got to start scoring runs, hitting, all that stuff. Um, the pitching has been sensational lately. I think they went – on the road trip, they went 7-3, and three, which was phenomenal. Um, and then, yeah, to come back and – play these home games now, you know, play the home game or weekend against Cincinnati two out of three, and then right back, right back at it next weekend. And, uh, this coming week, sorry, sorry, uh, a series in Cincinnati. So I mean, only one game back, they're still in it. The uh, Raves, uh, the Reds are still hot though. So that's going to still be tough to, uh, overcome. It's going to be, I think, uh, a second half. That's going to be fun to watch. Uh, those two teams go at it. Um, I really don't know about, you know, Chicago still kind of far back. Pittsburgh finally turned into the Pirates and are in fourth <laughs> again because they're like, we can't do this forever. It hurts. <laughs> um, and then Paulie's favorite uh, team to talk about, the Cardinals. I am not even going to mention bottom. this because I do not want to jinx it. I have no part of this discussion. Well, I don't think I think this I'm is the sorry. year we can talk about it. You don't have to; that's fine. But I guarantee this is the year that it's going to be talked about. Yeah, they're ten is, and a uh, half games away from the Brewers, Paulie. I think you're safe. I think you're safe. Yeah, 11, 11 and a half out of first. It's gonna it's going to take a, a lot for those. Uh, they're gonna have to find. They're gonna have to go take their DeLorean and go back in time to find the people who are gonna build them out of this rut. Yeah. This is a this is just one of those rare Cardinals years where. It's bad. It's just, it's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then it's, yeah, everything else pretty much the standard in the NL as well. The Braves and Marlins are at the top there. Mar- Braves have been just on fire. They have the best record in the majors. So overtook Tampa Bay, which is crazy to think about with that huge start. Um yeah. And it's just weird. Tampa Bay, 149 plus differential runs. And then you got the Rangers at plus 148 and mm-hmm. the Braves at what, plus 147. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, holy crap. And then if you look at all the other people in their division, that's, uh, you know, like the Rays is different. There's almost everyone's plus in there because we always talk about how good the East is. But like, it's just so funny. You look at the Central, pretty much everybody's negative. You look at, uh, you look at the East, that is abysmal. Mm-hmm. Um, so like yeah, but again the Oakland A is still negative two forty eight. I don't know. Again, we got to find out what the record is because that's got to be 
We got to. We, oh, we, we got to get this up. The record's we, like in like the four hundreds. Isn't it like four hundred and fifteen? Yeah, like it was that? like from like the nineteen twenties or something. It was something like there's just no possible way. Like, well, we're halfway through the season, and they're technically they're going to beat that by a lot. So, <laughs> yeah, think actually, about it that yeah, way. let me let me just double check it here. Yeah, and it's four fifteen. They're gonna be beating that. It's gonna be like what five hundred four. They're gonna be at. Or yeah, it's gonna be a lot. Or not even. Sorry, four ninety six. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, let's see. Oh, the nineteen thirty two Boston Red Sox have the worst recorded run differential at minus three forty nine. Oh my god. Oh Whoa. yeah, they could. They they're could gonna take shatter it. that. They could take it easily. <laughs> I think Easily. when we looked at this, it wasn't like they've just like gotten worse since we actually looked at this. Where no, they were like... they were not even close to two hundred last time, and now it's two forty eight. Yeah. So they must have had a pretty bad couple weeks. I mean, they did they did play the Yankees, and the Yankees uh, had a no hitter. Yeah, although, or, sorry, perfect game. Although, and they lost eleven of the zero. So yeah, there's a couple of those. That's the modern era. The worst differential was actually in 1899 by the Cleveland Spiders who were at negative 723. Yeah, I think that's what we found last time because I remember looking at this and being like, there's no even they, there's no way they could be that bad. There's just no way. They allowed even show up. 1,200 runs. <laughs> And those seasons weren't even close to 162 back then. Those seasons were way shorter. Oh, no, actually, no, no. They played 154 they? games. Holy they crap. Were, they In were 1899? Baseball's yep. been pretty consistent from the beginning. With this is all according to Wikipedia, so I'm sure this is line. like, you know, okay. bear with me here. But, like, according to this, it's they were 20 and 134 for the season. Yeah, so like even Oakland won twenty five games. Like this team was oh bad. Let's see. So let's see. They allowed their run differential is minus two two seven seven twenty three by by one fifty four. Sorry, it's sixty four. They lost by an average of four point six nine runs per game. For the season. For the season. Every single game. Jesus. Well, and like, they only lost Jesus. 134 games, though. Oh, my God. So, yeah, they lost by like five plus runs, like basically every single game. Every game. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's insane. That's incredible. How many fans? I want to. I want to know who went out to those games. Oh, well, <laughs> betting like I bet you we lose by seven. I bet you we lose by ten. Yeah, they. Wow, they only on, see. They only played forty-two home games, and they played a hundred and twelve. Yeah, road because games. no one wanted to watch them. They're like, get the hell out of here. Wow. And then the road, then the home, the teams they played on the road were like, yes, sweeps <laughs> constantly. <laughs> God. Wow, the Cleveland Spiders, did you say? Yes. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. All right, so 
going the going down the list uh the only two uh division leaders that have changed cleveland is now a half game ahead of minnesota in that dreadful central mm. division uh boston is now three games up on cleveland for the uh, yep. <laughs> for those wa- who wanted to know yeah because that's what we talk about every week. Because whoever's at the bottom of the East is always beating the top of the mm-hmm. Central. Yep. So. <laughs> so they're now three games up on them. And the other one was the Dodgers uh, overtook. Well, their uh, game back, they're tied. Uh, but percentage-wise, Dodgers overtook the Diamondbacks. The Giants are having a really good run here. Uh, they're two and a half back mm-hmm. and the Padres still sitting there at, I mean, they're eight and a half back, but losing record though, that should not be record. happening on that, on that team. But I mean, like the Mets, it's pretty much plus, identical. I mean, the Mets are 18 and a half back from the Braves. So that's what well, I'm saying though, as happen, but... I'm just saying as identical records, almost though. I'm saying oh yeah. The, the yeah. biggest payrolls, but they have almost the same yeah. exact record. So, so I guess uh, we'll go here for a minute. Uh, out of the Rays, the Guardians, the Rangers, the Braves, the Reds, and the Dodgers. How many of those teams are still going to be sitting atop their division? Or who, which of those teams are still going to be on top of the division at the end of the year? Uh, ben, do you want to start us off here? So we're just going for who's at the top of the division now and if they're going to still be there by the end? Yeah. Yes. Like, who's, okay. who'll Sorry. still be leading their division? Who's going to win their division out of the current out of who's leaders. out there so far. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um, let's see. I'll start in the NL. I honestly think the Braves are going to stay there. Uh, they seem like they're just getting better and better, getting more and more people back from injuries. So I think they'll they'll keep it going with their plus 147 differential. Um, Central, I mean, again, it, that's going to just keep coming down to, you know, they're kind of like the AL Central. It's just kind of a toss-up. In a way, for those even though, even Chicago can and even Chicago and Pittsburgh can still be thrown there too because it's still sixty some games or seventy some games left <laughs> in baseball. So a lot of times it changes. So Central, I don't know. I, I mean, I I think the I th- I'd love the Brewers to be that team, but again, I don't know who's going to win that one. Um, the West again, Dodge, Diamondbacks leading it all year have been just phenomenal. But again, the Dodgers, you know. They've won it a couple years ago, the whole thing, and their team is stacked. Um, I honestly think the Dodgers are going to pull out the West again because I think I just think that they're again they're getting healthier too, and they're the Dodgers. They've been there before. I feel like the they'll be well, up there I, again. I, I think the prevailing theory is they're going to bring in some kind of arm at the deadline too that's going to bolster that pitching staff, which is only going to help them. Yeah, just don't tell them to come to Milwaukee. Go get that arm from somewhere else. Because <laughs> we have too many arms, you know. Um, the East, 
I mean, we all, I mean, all three of us want the Orioles to be the winners of that. I already yes, know that yeah. because yeah. that's just not, yeah. Um, but again, the Rays, I, I, the Rays, been, this has been a phenomenal year for them. I think they can keep it up. But again, that division just so, so good. It's really anybody's. Um, but I think, yeah, I'll keep it with the Rays. Um, Central, AL. Oh, I mean, the Twins, I'm going to keep I'm going to keep with the Twins. I know they're not winning. They just got bumped out of it, but I think the the Twins will hold on. And then um I think I think it's the Rangers year. I think the Rangers are going to hold on win the West. I think the Astros are not going to you know, Altuve is not going to be back in time for them to make that cha- uh to make that push to uh win the West. So yeah, I think the Rangers, the Twins, the Rays, and then the Braves the Brewers and the Dodgers. So a couple minor, minor, minor changes. changes, but yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I guess. Uh, I think that I do think it's the Rangers here, but it, it still is the Astros. I mean, they're, they're going to make the playoffs regardless, whether it's one of the three or four wild card spots now. But I do think the Rangers are going to hold on. Braves, I don't. I think are going to hold on. Uh, Brewers, I do think are going to get it done. Um, I they're going to find some way. I think their offense is going to get going a little bit in the second half here. Uh, one wild card. I I just said I think the Dodgers are going to bring in an arm. I do. I love that Diamondback team. I do think they're going to take the division. So that's the one area there. I do disagree with you slightly. I, I think they're both still going to make the playoffs, but I think the diamonds backs are going to come in on top. So you're going with the young, the young squad over the, the vets. Yep. In the West. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. Uh, Jason, what do you think? Well, I mostly agree with you guys. I, you guys both have the Dodgers. I'm not going to change that. Well, no, no. Uh, Ben's got the Dodgers. No. Wally says yeah. Diamondbacks. I'm sticking yeah. with the Dodgers. I think they'll keep the keep their hands on it. I think Atlanta keeps their hands on it. Yeah. But I'm going to go. Well, Jason's I, going Cardinals. No, not exactly. <laughs> my my heart wants to say Baltimore, but my brain's like, shut up, dude. Shut up. Just say Tampa Bay because you know that that's what's going to happen. Yeah. So I'm going to stick with Tampa Bay. I think Cleveland actually ends up winning that AL Central. Um, It'll probably go back and forth a bunch of times, but uh, the Twins are the Twins, man. They ain't doing nothing. They never do. (laughs) So I have the Guardians winning that. man. Yeah, Kirby Puckett. (laughs) Kirby. Yep. He's the best. R.I.P. Um, R.I.P. Wasn't ninety uh, one uh, Jack Morris's uh, famous game also? Or was that uh, even? I thought I thought that was ninety one. Maybe it was ninety one. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think Houston yeah, wins the West. Not going back to those days. Yeah. No, they're not making the player. They're they're not winning that division this year. Uh, Houston, <laughs> I think, ends up being Houston and winning that division. And I actually think the Cubs are going to win the Central. Ooh. Interesting. All right. Yeah. All I'm going right. to go with the Cubs. 
Gotcha. I mean, they're the only team All with right. a positive run differential, and there's so much time left. Like, Cincinnati. Yeah. Tell me I you don't you think sit, that Cincinnati. Just sit down and, and watch a, just watch a Cubs game where it's once for me, <laughs> and then we'll come back and tell me that again. Because I'm, I've every not even Brewer games. I've watched Cubs games, and I've seen so many times that they've just screwed up the whole damn thing. Oh yeah. I don't care if they're up to ten one. They're still you know like they'll lose eleven to ten because they'll just do something so dumb like. So no, I understand there's so much time. You're right; yeah. it could happen, but it, it's just it's so funny. Like the Cubs this year are just weird. Like Ooh. I don't know what's going on down there. So, but well, I'm taking them. Take them. Lock it. What are the, take them and get the hell out. Yeah, of Yeah, let me soon. see what the. <laughs> so yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm gonna check the odds on them to win the division. So while while Jason's checking that out, uh, one thing I did want to mention was uh, the terrible, no good, very bad week, uh, couple days that the Angels had last week. Uh, first with Mike Trout going down for it sounds like up to two months, and then Otani getting scratched from his start, and I don't think he pitched since then. Well, Tony's uh, is pretty much nothing, but Trout is the huge big thing because they yeah. don't know how long he's going to be out for. So I guess that uh, my question there, or something I heard on the radio, I don't even remember who I can uh, cite it from, but they, they asked the question, if you're the Angels, do you trade Otani at the deadline and see what you can get no. for him? No. no, no! Oh my God! No. Okay, I'm gonna just just Jason, storm in okay. here because I've been going off about this, uh... dude. Like ever since Mike Trout broke his hand, all I can hear about anybody talking about is should the Angels trade and what they could get, blah blah blah. And I'm just like, dude, are you kidding me? You and everybody's just they say the same thing. They go, Shohei Otani, he's amazing. He's a once in a century player he he's a once in a lifetime of a sport player you know he's the he's number the best one baseball at, player of all time yep, pretty much he's if basic, he yeah if with the you know barring an act of god he's the best yeah. baseball player ever like literally <laughs> ever by like a mile right yeah everybody yep. says that and then they go should the angels trade him and it's like did you just not hear what you just said you just yeah. said he's the best player ever of all time, and you want to trade him for what? You can't. You there's nothing, there's nothing worth trading that for. Like, what? No. Oh, but the season's busted, so we should. No. Are you kidding me? Have like, you ever watched an Angel season? It's busted every year. I it's get... always busted. And that's, you know, people will say that too because, oh, it's the Angels. What difference is it? Hey, dude, it means like they could finally make a correct decision yeah. about yes. the future of a baseball franchise. Like the thought of trading this far and away most generationally talented athlete ever is just mind-boggling to me that anyone would even consider it like that is just yeah you hold on him until you cannot hold on to him <laughs> exactly at all. Like, and, like you hold his shoestrings like, please stay. well we have all these and guys like, and it's not working then get different guys dude 
Yeah. You keep <laughs> like, him and you surround him with a bunch of people. You keep trying it. You just keep trying yeah. it. Because then if it doesn't work at the end, be like, hey, man, we threw everything at the wall. We couldn't make it work. Maybe that's because we suck. We don't know. But we did what we could, you know. But this whole idea of just like, what are you going to trade him for prospects? There's nothing Get ever, the there's, hell there's out nothing of here. Equal. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing equal enough to do that. It's so. just yeah, I don't. Trading should never ever be talked about in Shoyatani's no. whole career, honestly. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. If yeah, he leaves your team yeah. in free agency and he wants to go make his paper somewhere, hey, man, that is what it is. That's what so free agency is all about. But you don't willingly give up a guy of that nature. It just, it's just yeah. stupid to even consider. Yeah. So there, sorry, I had to butt in and just end this because no, i've been no, like no. fuming I, I about this qu- for a week <laughs> i brought up a question no, because i heard about it I'm, and i'm sure you guys have Whew. too so felt good to get that uh, off my chest so we have the <laughs> division winners i guess we'll we'll wait to uh maybe until, three quarters three quarters yeah maybe three quarter mark we'll give you our uh, uh playoff predictions i guess at that point uh but I, I did want to switch uh, to the uh, home run derby right now because Jesus Christ! If you're not Julio watching, Julio Rodriguez this, just Rodriguez put is on a, a, it's a hometown in the show. First round. He might yes. have the he might break the record for most home runs in a round. And he's got thirty. He's got thirty-seven seconds left, and he's got he's sitting at thirty-seven right now. That's nuts. It's uh yeah, these uh these derbies, I mean they're fun to watch, but how much does it take out of these guys? I mean, holy like I saw, mm-hmm. Randy Rosarino went first and I thought he was gonna go take a nap. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you gotta keep going possibly. <laughs> dude, like I see that every year where a dude like first round crushes like sixty and then yeah. the second round and it's like everybody's like, Oh, look at Josh Hamilton crushing some home runs in the second round. Here's 28 more. Yeah. Oh, and then he just break it. Yeah. And then like all of a sudden, like end of the round, he can't hit before because he's just completely toasted. One more. Oh, tied it. 41 home oh, runs. Oh, you guys in are round. watching yeah. it. Yeah. 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 41 home runs in the first round he hit. That's just one guy. Why? If you already see that you're going to make it to the next round, just stop. He was last, so I don't no, know what P- was the Pete Alonso. Pete Alonso. Oh, Pete's last. Oh, oh, oh yeah, because yeah. he was Pete's. Yeah, okay. Yeah, different he's seating. The, he's the range champ, because they go one on one, right? Jason, the answer to your yeah, question. they go against a person and then they go to the next round. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Jason, to answer your question, the reason he does that is because it's his hometown team, so he wants to give him a show so sure but like win the dang thing that's the show yeah be and watch you, watch he him can be swing in... the bat like a crazy person that's and be true. fine the next day yeah. <laughs> he's, he's gonna swing, he's gonna swing some gatorade like swing some gatorade like he is right now and he'll be fine yeah yeah he's young he'll be good but yeah holy shit that's a lot of home runs so i guess uh uh, my last thing before we uh, get to the outro here and sign off, uh, I guess the the rounds reset every round, so it's not like Josh Hamilton uh, could just kind of sit on that and get into the finals. These guys have to do it round by round. I'm going to go with Julio, Julio Rodriguez. I'm, I know we just said that 
it tires these guys out. I think that hometown crowd's going to get behind him. Uh, uh, if you remember Bryce Harper a few years ago, it was the same thing. Um, in Washington, put on a show, ended up winning it. I'm going to go with Julio Rodriguez. I think he's going to put on a show for the home team. So I'll go with the polar bear. Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonzo's going right now. He has to beat 41 home runs. <laughs> I was going to say, you're, oh, no. you're really going to take No, I think he has to beat. Does he have to beat him or does he? Yeah, he has to. Oh, they, he go, has to they go versus. Yeah. yeah. Is it? Okay. <laughs> That's right. It's not It's not like uh, the three-point contest where it's just against the field. Yeah, yep, it used to be that, that way. Yeah. That's what I was talking about. Like back when yeah. it was against yeah. the field, these dudes would be up by 10 home runs and they're still cranking them. And it's like, dude, stop. Pete Alonso. Yeah. <laughs> Pete Alonso, two. He, if he, if he has yeah, two home run derbies. Ken Griffey has three. For the all-time record, so Pete, you got hit forty-two, buddy. I'm taking he Vlad could, Guerrero Jr. A... By the way, yeah, that's that's a good one too. Well, after his first swing, he's looking good. I don't think he's missed one yet. He missed his first swing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, see what happens. But yeah, Julio, Jesus Christ, went off. Yeah, went that was off. A uh, and then. The All-Star game we got tomorrow. We had uh, quickly on the baseball draft, which was last night, which I, I kind of like for baseball, having the draft and then the derby and then the uh, the All-Star game kind of all in one fell swoop there. You kind of had the, have the sports calendar a little bit to yourself. I mean, there's some fringe events, but uh, – the two LSU guys did end up going one, two. Yep. Uh, there was Correct. some speculation that Pittsburgh was going to take, uh, forgive me, I don't remember his name, the outfielder from Florida. Yeah, he was. Uh, I think he went number three overall. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, those three were the top three projected. So, yep. I can't remember his name right now either. Uh, so that happened. So welcome to the show. Uh, well, not quite the show. You got quite a way to get up to the show, but welcome to the the small show, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, your journey has begun. <laughs> oh no, the Texas Rangers at four took Langford out of Florida. Okay. So yeah, a high school outfielder was took, taken three by the Tigers. That's a curveball. That was not in any projected draft. So yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. Sounds like Detroit doing Detroit things. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So we got some uh, second half of baseball coming up. We uh, Again, we got the All-Star game. Uh, the AL's probably going to win it because the AL wins it every year just because that's what happens. Doesn't really matter who the Anna has. The AL has won it, I think, ten years in a row. That's probably not factually correct, but seems it like feels it. Like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we have. Uh, what are you guys watching for coming up? I guess I'll start with. It's a couple weeks out yet, but we have the Women's World Cup coming up. Uh, I believe it starts uh, July twentieth. If I remember correctly, uh, that sounds right. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
from Australia and New Zealand. So some uh, some world football down under women's style for you guys coming up. Uh, U.S. looking to f- defend their championship. And uh, we have uh, Canada's always a strong team. Japan's always got a strong team. Brazil's always got a strong team. So, and I guess happy trails to uh, Megan uh, uh, Rip. Rapino? I think it's Rapino, but I don't know. Ra- yeah. It could be Rapino. Uh, she announced her uh, retirement after the World Cup. So, congratulations to her. And we'll keep an eye on that for you guys. We'll have maybe a small preview for you guys next week about the teams you should be watching for. And maybe we'll have a draw at that point. Uh, Jason, what are you watching for this week for us? Oh, I'm just going to catch some summer league action. Got some well, NBA. Yeah, a little summer league coming up this Those weekend. Those undefeated bucks. Yeah, we'll see what's on. <laughs> you know, the it's always good to kind of, well, not always, but it can be nice to kind of check out what's going on, see if we can't catch, uh, catch like Wemby's playing on Tuesday. Wemby just yeah. got shut down, actually. What? Oh, I hadn't heard. Yep, the Spurs shut oh, him down. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't blame him for it. I don't blame him for that. I mean, get him out there. Be like, okay, that's what it's like. All right, now get out. Nope. Get now. Get out. Of here. Get get back here. Now, yeah. now we now. now we put you in the shell, and we <laughs> yeah. and we uh, train. We now you're gonna basketball. train for the next like three months. You know, straight. <laughs> yeah. Now you know what it's like to be in an NBA game. Now we're gonna make sure that you're actually ready to be in one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no pressure. Yeah, because you're paying, you're getting a, you're getting paid a shit ton of money, and uh, this is better work, or you know. <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, let's hit the gym. <laughs> uh, ben, what do you got for us? Obviously, to keep it with with the Brewers, watch watch them play the Reds, obviously, because that's going to be a big series coming out of the break, and and then yeah, just baseball in general, just keep up with that. So, um, because yeah, eventually we're going to be winding that down too. So, and it's pretty not many sports are going to be going around. So, yeah, we'll keep up with the Brewers and baseball in general. Yep. Uh, yeah, like I said, uh, slow period of sports is coming up we got uh training caps at the end of the month but and then preseason football uh we got obviously the world cup coming up we got baseball continuing we'll have content for you guys don't worry we always have content for you guys oh yes yes we will we always will have something to talk to people about right absolutely of course Uh uh-huh all right all right so i'm gonna uh, looks like uh, Julio moved on. Pete Alonso yes. could not hit the forty-one. So he couldn't hit twenty-two. He couldn't hit twenty-two home runs in the last minute <laughs> because it's not possible yeah. physically. <laughs> I can do Ma- it. Mathematically, it's not possible. Yeah, yeah. Well, whatever. It's so. yep. It might be the Rodriguez show. 
So we uh, we got uh, a res uh, Vlad Guerrero against Rodriguez and uh, Azarenka and the uh, uh, Luis Roberts. Luis Robert uh, Jr. from uh, the White Sox, correct? Yeah, Luis Robert Jr. Yep. Yep. So that's your semifinals. So, so. Uh, we'll keep on keep an eye on that. Give you the results next week, mm-hmm. and we'll have more sports for you next week. And uh, I think we we're gonna wrap up here now. Yeah. So have a good night, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Make sure you check us out on Twitter at WSN Weekly. And check out the website, walnutsportsnetwork.com. Go to the shop, get yourself a nice hat or a hoodie, and uh, have a good night, everybody. Take care, everyone. See you soon. Have a good night, guys.